Hi, this is Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about the Roundtable Risk Ranking, reevaluated. It's my pleasure to be speaking with the subject matter expert, Scott King. He's Senior Director, Security Advisory Services with Rapid7. Scott, it's a pleasure to catch up with you after this roundtable. Likewise, likewise. Really, uh, really great event and was happy to, to be part of that. So quick reactions. How would you characterize the discussion we had in San Francisco? My initial reaction is that I think it was very telling as to the types of challenges that security leaders in different companies in the area are struggling with and how similar those are to challenges that we see security leaders struggling with across a broader uh, location. So as you look at those challenges, what do you take away as maybe the, the single biggest common pain point when it comes to risk ranking? <laughs> Translating deeply technical cyber-related issues and threats into terms that business leaders can understand and allocating potential costs to those risks. So, Scott, you talked about how this compares to conversations you have. When we dive down into these pain points and the issues of translating the, the risks, how did this discussion either validate or challenge some of the opinions you formed from previous conversations? That's actually a really good question. So I think the discussion we had with the security leaders in San Francisco definitely highlighted and confirmed a great deal of what we're seeing from companies all over the country. And in fact, from that matter, from companies and security leaders I talk to personally from, from different businesses all over the world, where I think that there was definitely some lessons to be learned is that oftentimes the business is not letting the security leaders get out of the legacy conversation where they're talking about specific ones and zeros and how flipping a bid or adding a patch or adjusting a configuration is going to solve the challenges they're dealing with. Instead, those security leaders are, are really kind of stuck in some of the legacy discussion and not necessarily able to evolve the organization's thinking past where it's been historically. And you're saying this in San Francisco where we like to think it's more of an enlightened security crowd. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I, I do think though that um, a lot of this has to do with just the ability to up-level the discussion and the conversation. And what, what I heard in San Francisco was that many folks just keep having the same old conversation and are really challenged getting the business bought into changing that discussion. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. This was, this was in the Silicon Valley or the heart of it. And I think that's fairly telling for, for how that conversation plays out across businesses that are, that are not in that progressive area of technology. What do you think, Scott? Is it a matter of the security leaders limiting themselves or are they being limited by their business leaders in some cases? You know, I think honestly, it's probably a combination of both. And, you know, I do think that because the Silicon Valley does have such a heavy tech centric uh, focus, that perhaps that's part of what we were seeing there. Uh, you know, whereas we're talking about such advancements around technology and and how that area of our country really advances our thinking and, and overall 
capability when it comes to technology where we're talking about AI and other kind of future future related tech that we'll be able to benefit from the cybersecurity space. That I think might be an impediment to advancing the discussion, but also your point I think is very valid in that uh, perhaps some of the business leaders and some of the organizations that these that these security leaders are working with are, you know, kind of not letting them get outside the security box. And I think that was mostly evident when we started talking about how risk exceptions are handled and who ultimately is responsible for assuming as the risk owner cybersecurity risk and that being typically looked at as that security leader as opposed to the business leader, whereas the business leader is the one that would ultimately be impacted impacted rather uh, from a cyber uh, event or from a nexus that has a cyber origination as opposed to the cybersecurity team, which would not potentially have that same kind of impact. It would be more company impactful. Now, Scott, this was a kickoff event for us. Did this discussion inspire in you any follow-up questions that you might want to pursue at future roundtables that we conduct? Um, tons, actually. I, I think probably, though, for the sake of this discussion today, some of the questions that I'd like to further explore are, how are security leaders empowering their business stakeholders to their business stakeholders rather to become risk owners or to help inform them of the risks that they're managing and to really give them the knowledge and understanding of how those risks can manifest and what options they have in front of them to manage those and to handle those and you know where risk uh, acceptance or exceptions are applicable and where they should not be and helping C-suite and board of directors understand more about that cyber risk equation and where it cross cuts into business risk and empowering folks to, to really make decisions around that, that drive IT initiatives and even drive cyber initiatives. Scott, what's the value of a roundtable discussion like this, both to you and to Rapid7? Um, I, I think the value is kind of twofold. One is it helps solidify some of the philosophy and approach that Rapid7 takes when supporting positive outcomes for our customers. And I think the second thing it does is that it helps identify the customers that would best be served engaging in those dialogues. Um, where, whereas, you know, in non-roundtable type formats where it's more of a lecture or it's more of a uh, kind of speaking to an audience perspective. That just doesn't have the same kind of value, I think, that having a roundtable discussion does where you, you get people talking and coming up with ideas and ultimately kind of challenging each other in some regard as well. Now, how about for the attendees? What would you say the value is for the people that give us their time, their evening to participate in these discussions? Um, aside from, you know, our company, which, you know, Tom, I have to say is fantastic, right? I really enjoyed you leading that conversation. Um, it was very thought provoking in a lot of ways, the way you, the way you approach the discussion with everybody. But I think the audience, um, their main takeaway is, is probably a few different things. One of which is some local contacts and peers that they can interact with and talk to and bounce ideas off of in a non-competitive way. I think that's a huge takeaway. Um, you know, this community, cybersecurity itself is, uh, you know, we kind of tend to isolate ourselves because and live on an island as a result, just because we're a little paranoid and not necessarily apt to share a tremendous amount of our learnings. 
Um, and events like this really help kind of bring those things out. Another benefit, I think, for the attendees is just hearing how, and this is an obvious one, I think, but it's it's hearing how other people approach similar problems or similar challenges. I think that that's incredibly beneficial in just the thought process around how to solve those challenges and maybe adapting techniques or approaches that other people have made uh, to make sense for someone else's business. And then lastly, I think that you know, it's also validated for security leaders and security professionals that do uh, tend to run into some of the same roadblocks or some of the same uh, organizational issues and cultural dynamics that uh, make up the cybersecurity professionals kind of day to day job. It, it's validating that those people can kind of get past the wow, I thought this was unique to me mentality or hey, it's really good to hear other people are struggling with the same things. That means it's a common thing and it's not unique to us. And in, and in many ways, that's reassuring that they're focused on the right things and they're invested in the right areas. But then I go back to that second point, which is the audience really gets a ton of value in both hearing how other people are solving some of these challenges. And then that first point of building that peer network within the region, because those relationships and those conversations and those problem solving abilities are important to have as a security leader as you continue to progress within your organization. Well, Scott, I very much enjoyed the conversation. I look forward to our next roundtable. Thanks so much for your time and your insights today. Likewise. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. We've been talking about risk ranking, and I've been speaking with Scott King. He's Senior Director, Security Advisory Services with Rapid7. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.